the world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I hope you've had a great week. We've had a great week here in South Carolina. It's extremely hot. We're going through a heat wave. And my my children are on summer vacation from school. So we've been trying to do things to stay cool, to stay out of the heat. Um, we went to the pool last week. We've been uh, playing board games inside. And so just trying to stay cool and enjoy summer at the same time. My husband and I, we have our 20th year anniversary next week. And really looking forward to that. We're going to do something special. And then the week after that, my youngest son turns 12. So we'll celebrate him. Also, I wanted to mention in our my last podcast, I encouraged you, if you did not already, um, in, to to start having a quiet time and and I meant to mention but I forgot to mention that I have a resource on my blog graceformyhome.com I've put together what I call a mini devotional guide and it's called quiet time with Jesus and it's just a um, it's just a, a guide on how to start if you haven't already having quiet times with the Lord. It has some good tips in there on how to make it part of your routine and and some and it has a list of resources that might be helpful for you. I also put in there suggestions for things you can do if you feel like you just have absolutely no time for quiet time. See, I started having um, devotional times when I was single, you know, and then I was married and I thought I was busy. And then I found myself a few years later with three children, all under the age of four, working full-time, commuting an hour each way to work, and I really had no time. I felt like I was going to pop. And not only was I extremely busy, but I was still trying to get my quiet time in with the Lord because I knew that was important. And it never worked out like I wanted it to. And so I was living in a constant state of guilt because I knew I needed that time and I knew that was important and I knew Jesus was a priority, but my plans were always foiled. I'd get up really early and somebody would beat me up. Somehow they would hear me. And then I'd try to stay up late. And um, because I got up real early, I was falling asleep. And so it just seems like it 
never worked out like I had planned. And so it was this big spiral of guilt. I'm sorry, Lord. I really do want to pray. I really do want to spend time with you. Um, but I, it just didn't happen the way I had envisioned it. And so I just want to say that guilt is a guilt is not productive. It is a trap. And we have to bust out of the guilt. And it's just a spiral. It's like this spiral. It just keeps going down further and further and further. And so the Lord started showing me ways that I could connect with heaven, things I could do to be with him. And he helped me to adjust my expectations of myself. You know, when we go into different seasons of life, things, the rules change. And we have to learn to adjust, to adjust our own expectations of ourselves, and not live in that cycle of guilt. So if, if it sounds like that's something that would be helpful for you, that's on my blog, gracefromyhome.com, and it's called the um, Quiet Time with Jesus Mini Devotional Guide. Today, I wanted to talk with you about prayer, and specifically praying for our children. And there is no greater gift that we could give our children than to pray for them, than to send them out into the world prayed for. That is part of our responsibility, and it's it's a gift. It's a gift to us, and it's a gift to our children. But I could talk for about prayer for days and not exhaust the subject and in this small short podcast there's only so much I can fit in I mean there are whole books written on prayer and praying for your children so today rather than trying to cover everything I just wanted to encourage you to do that to pray for your children and I and, and to do that to encourage you I wanted to read a story in Matthew and by the way, if the sound quality is different today, it's because I'm in my, my, my van. It's because I'm, I'm at football practice waiting on my son. He, um, he had a pulled muscle today, and he wanted me to hang out. And just in case the coaches um, sent him home, he wanted um, me to be here. So I told him I'd hang out because that's what mamas do. And it's like 7 o'clock in the morning because it's so hot they have to practice early. So if I sound different, it's because I'm in my vehicle. But today I want us to read from Matthew 20. Matthew 20, 20. And this is the story where um, the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come to Jesus. And, and he, she has a special request. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him, that's Jesus, with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? And she said to him, Say to these two sons of mine, or say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one on your right hand and one on your left, in your kingdom. And Jesus answered, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? And they said to him, We are able. And he said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. And this this is a, 
a picture of a mom who wants the best for her children. And in that part of being a mom, being a parent, you know, we want the best for our children. And the best for our children is to send them into the world prayed for. You know, our prayers are going to live long after us. You know, after we're gone and our kids, um, you know, are here, that's the way we want it, right? After that, they, our prayers will live on. And our prayers are very powerful. They help shape the lives and the hearts and the character of our children. And you might say, well, well, how could that be? You know, how can that be? Well, it's not that we're powerful. It's that we're praying to a powerful God. That's why our prayers are powerful. And He is the one who has commanded us to pray. And nobody can pray for your children like you can. Because nobody loves your children as much as you. Nobody wants to see the plan of God fulfilled in their lives as much as you do you know nobody sees their weaknesses nobody sees you know the issues the things that they deal with the fears that they struggle with like you do and I know that God has given mamas Christian mamas a heart to pray for their children it's just sometimes prayer can seem Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but sometimes prayer can seem a bit intimidating, especially to start. Because how do you know how to pray? You know, even the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. When they heard him pray, they were, they were like, Lord, we obviously don't know how to do this. Please teach us to pray. And so I think this is a very simple story of how to pray for our children. And you might say, well, I don't see that in there. But look, this mama, she has two boys. She wants the best for them. I'm sure she had, she may have had other children too. But these are the two that she brings before Jesus. She physically brings them to him and says, Jesus, you know, she bows before him. So she honors him. You know, she, she understands that, you know, he deserves honor. She bows before him and he says, and she wants something. You know, she's got something on her heart and Jesus sees this and he asks her, what do you want? And she says, I want my two sons, one to sit on your right hand and one to sit on your left hand in your kingdom. And I love this because, you know, the Lord doesn't, she is a bold woman. She, I mean, she's got some, you know, she's got some boldness here. She's got some, some umph to her. She doesn't come to Jesus with a small prayer. She brings him a huge prayer. She's basically saying, I want them to rule and reign with you right up at the top of your kingdom. And you notice the Lord doesn't rebuke her for her boldness or for her huge prayer. He, he doesn't rebuke her. He, he doesn't say, woman, what kind of nerve do you have bringing me such a request? But he does curve her enthusiasm. He says, yes yes they're going to have a place in my kingdom but you can't dictate what that place is see that place was prepared for them before the foundation of the world it talks in Ephesians how you know we were predestinated before the foundation of the world to be his to be adopted as his as his sons and so you know we God has a place for us and he has a place for our children. It says that, you know, he 
that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we that were before prepared that we should walk in them and that's for us as moms and not just moms but in other areas of our life God has he has an assi- he has assignments for us and he has assignments for our little ones that when they grow up that they'll walk with him and walk in him and so Jesus he curbs her enthusiasm but he still answers her prayer and he says yes they will definitely have they will drink from my cup they will definitely have a place in my kingdom but that is the father's decision what that place is and what a beautiful picture of prayer you know we bring our our children to the lord we say we present them to jesus we say lord here are our children i want them to have a place in your kingdom and jesus says okay and maybe we have an idea of what we want that to be and jesus says well but i get to choose what that place is you know we may have in our head that we want our children to be a doctor or we want our children you know to be a minister or we want our children to be a missionary or we may have in our head we don't want our children to be a missionary because that, that could be dangerous right and as as mamas it's our job to pray for what God has in store for them because the safest place for them is to be in the perfect will of God so our our place is to agree with God for his purpose for their life it's not what we want for them it's what does what does God have for them and as a mama we partner with God for his plan for them and that's what prayer is or that's a part of prayer and so she she gets her prayers answered but she also learns something about Jesus and about the kingdom that he has a plan and we're joining with his plan and we're not putting our plan on Jesus or on our children and also if you take a look there you know he asked them are you able to drink this cup they had no idea they said oh yes Lord we can drink your cup they had no idea what that included they had no idea what that meant because Jesus drank a cup of suffering you know you remember on that night in the garden before his crucifixion before his trial and crucifixion he said father if you can take this cup from me please do but nevertheless not my will but your will be done you know, being a christian is not easy it was never designed to be easy it's not going to be easy for us and it's not going to be easy for our children and so we we need to know that up front that they're going to go through things that we can't save them for, from that they're going to have to to face things that we can't face for them and so part of being a mom part of being a parent is to prepare them for those times is to help them stand while they're in our home so that when they're outside of our home they can stand on their own with the Lord's strength if you remember when Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to dedicate him there was a there was a man there who I think his name was Simon who was waiting to see the Lord's anointed before he before he passed away he was very old and he was waiting to see the Lord's anointed the 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 deliverer of Israel and when he saw Jesus he knew by the Holy Spirit this is the Lord's this is him and he he gave Mary a warning he said you know many will see the rise and fall of Israel in this child and there is even a sword that will pierce your own heart 
and he was warning her, this is going to be hard for you. And there are things that are going to happen in our kids' lives that are going to be hard, but they're good. They're hard, but they're good. And, you know, and we just, we have to somehow just throw our trust on the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I don't understand. I wish things weren't this way, but I trust you with my children that, that they're yours. And so, you know, as a mom, it's not getting what we want for our children. It's not, you know, yes, we want the best for them, but the best for them is whatever Jesus has, has planned for them. And we have to believe that, you know, he, the most important thing is that they love God, that they serve God, that they believe in God and let Jesus take care of the details. Now, also here, when I, when I look at this scripture, one of the things that stand out to me is that these are grown men. These are men. Now, they're following Jesus. They left their father and the business, the fisherman business, to follow Jesus. So they're not little boys. But still, this mama is bringing them to Jesus and saying, I want you to do something in my boys' lives. And to me, that speaks that, you know, our job as a mom and praying for our children is never done. It's it's a lifelong assignment. And having, you know, boys that are one that is 14 now, one is 15, that's actually encouraging for me that I can still have influence in their lives. I can still help them in their faith by praying for them, by bringing them to Jesus, by bringing them to his feet and saying, Lord, you know, work in my children's lives. And also, you know, that should encourage you mamas who have older children and perhaps you became a Christian after they, after their little years. And, you know, and, and you, your prayers right now, I don't care how old those kids are. You pray for those kids. You pray for them. Jesus hears your prayers. And, you know, I can't imagine what those boys felt. You know, I can't imagine what, you know, James and John felt. You know, even today as I'm here and I'm waiting for my son at football practice, I was going to go in and tell the coach, you know, he's pulled, I think my son's pulled a muscle. I don't want him to practice until um, until it's checked out and the trainer checks it out. And, and he was like, Mom, you are not doing that. I said, well, then you better, you better, because I don't want you practicing until somebody's looked at it. And he's like, no, I'll do it. You don't. And so he's like, do not come in here and embarrass me. So, and I think about, here's these two boys and all the 10 are right there because it says they were indignant that, that this, that these two brothers, that their mom had the boldness to come in and say, I want my children to be first. And so she had some gall, right? And, and Jesus goes on to say, you know, and I'll read that. It's here in verse 25 or 24. We'll start there. It says, and when the 10 heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus said, ho, 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 you know, it's not about who's first, who's last, who's the most important. You know, I am, 
myself, I am a servant. And that's one of the lessons, one of the most important lessons that we live out and teach our children. You know, as a mom, it's a thankless job, right? There's so much involved. I was not prepared for the amount of work, physical and mental and spiritual work involved with being a mom and having a vision for a godly home. It is is constant and it you know there's and it's it's a it's a blessing but if we don't recognize that this is work, this is for the long haul, this is gonna take some time, this is gonna take my energy, then we can be discouraged and think there's something wrong or there's something wrong with us because it's hard. It's not harder than it's supposed to be. And I just, I encourage you, you you are the servant leader in your home. You are the example of Christ who laid down his life so that others could live. You are not just teaching your children that, you know, we serve. You are showing them. We do teach, but we also teach by our example. We teach with our words and we teach by our example. And it's powerful because that is Christ embodied in us. You know, our serving, our loving, our praying, that's Christ in us. You know, that's us giving our children a visual example of what it means to to love God, of what it means to be a Christian. And that is so powerful. You know, your prayers are powerful and your example is powerful and your love is powerful. And you might be saying, but I mess up all the time. I mess up all the time. And that is an example of what you do when you mess up. You know, so many times I I messed up and I still mess up. And, you know, I, I made a commitment to myself and to the Lord that when I did that, when I messed up, I would go to my children. I'd say, listen, mama messed up. You know, mama's not perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And I apologize. And I'll try to do better. You know, by with his help, I'll try to do better. But I just want you to know that that wasn't the way we're supposed to act. And that's not the way that Jesus told us to be. And that teaches them to apologize. That teaches them that nobody's perfect, you know. And so even in our mistakes, we can be an example to them of loving Jesus and what it means, what it looks like to be a Christian. Well, I've gone longer than I should, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, um, and I just want to pray for you and bless you before, before I go. And I just want to say, I hope you have a great week and I'm praying for you. I'm praying for anybody who's listening and um, just praying that, that God would guide and give you hope and encouragement this week. Father, I pray for my friends that are listening today. I pray for these precious mamas. I pray, oh God, that faith would rise in their heart and that, Lord, there would be peace and hope in their homes this week. That, Lord God, they would see things through new eyes. That you would encourage them and help them to bring their little ones to you. That, Lord, you will not scold them for their bold prayers. And, Lord, that you, even as they pray, that, Lord, you would protect and guide and guard their hearts and show them, Lord God, not our will as moms, but your will, Lord. And and Lord, thank you for letting us partner with you, Lord. And we just pray your hand over our children, Lord, not our will, but your will. And Lord, we just thank you for making a place for them in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.